I'm Danielle Royston, and this is Telco in 20. I keep yapping about how the public cloud is amazing. A lot of people look at the public cloud and think it's just a way to outsource their data centers. But that's not the real reason you use the public cloud. It's because it has these awesome software services. Did you know there are over 200 services at AWS? Our buddy, Forrest Brazil, even wrote a song about them. There are so many. These are the major services of AWS. I've said it before. When you fully embrace the public cloud, you get to stand on the shoulders of these hyperscaler giants who have done all the work for you and let you pay as you go. The great thing about these services is that you can build apps super quickly, just like building with Legos. I mean, who doesn't love Legos? Today on the podcast, we're going to talk to the GM of one of those services, the AWS Chime SDK. Chime SDK is a set of real-time communication components that developers can use to quickly add messaging, audio, video, and screen sharing capabilities to any desktop, web, or mobile application. And we're going to talk about how you can not only build cool applications on the public cloud, but even easily extend legacy crappy on-premise applications with public cloud functionality. So let's take 20. Sid Rao is the general manager of Amazon Chime SDK. Welcome to Telco in 20. Thank you for having me. I really uh, appreciate the opportunity to have a chat with you today about the Amazon Chime SDK. No, I'm super psyched to talk to you. So AWS has over 200 services of which Chime SDK is one of them. So just to start, let's introduce what is Chime and what service does it provide? Sure. So the Amazon Chime SDK is a set of building blocks that enable developers to add communication capabilities to their applications, whether they're building a video call center for an enterprise use case, a telemedicine scenario, or interactive voice response or public telephone network services. We provide a set of flexible communication building blocks that integrate with other AWS services to create delightful communication experiences that improve the customer experience for our customers. Yeah, that's awesome. In in Telco, the whole idea of coding exclusively and mostly with APIs might be kind of a new thing. I realize in other industries, everyone's been doing it forever and ever. I'm a big fan, obviously, of APIs and combining them with AWS services. And so before we get into how Telco's can use Chime, I wanted to take a step back. And why do you think telcos should code with AWS services? Not just enterprises, but telcos. What are the advantages that coding with APIs really brings? First of all, AWS takes care of the undifferentiated heavy lifting associated with cloud computing, working with communication services, security, variant networking concepts, which enables a telco to really focus on their core competencies, areas of excellence, abilities to differentiate for their customers. What I always talk about is give up the plumbing, which is managing the machines, and abstract away from that and start to focus on your core competencies, driving new ideas to market faster. And I think APIs really help that and mm-hmm. they become these building blocks. Some people describe them as Legos. Building with Legos to build functionality faster. And I think AWS has done a great job of abstracting tons of different services, Chime being one of them, so that you can build new functionality much more quickly. 
Correct. Yeah. And so let's talk about the ways you can use Chime. You and I talked a few months ago when we were starting to think about putting together a podcast and you gave me a really great example of how a telco could use Chime. Mm -hmm. And we did this awesome live coding workshop for a TM form event. And we pretended that we had a legacy on-premise call center that the customer didn't want to go through an upgrade. They didn't want to rip and replace the system. They just wanted to add video conferencing. That was like our setup. Mm -hmm. And so in about 30 minutes using the Tatogi APIs, as well as the Chime SDK, we're able to add it and we demonstrate it live and everyone's like super psyched. Mm -hmm. So now flipping back of what you're seeing, right? You see lots of different applications of Chime, both in enterprise, but then also with telco. Give me a couple of examples that you think are really great ways to use Chime. And I think you recently signed a partnership with IntelliQuint. So tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So IntelliQuint is a wholesale telecommunication voice provider. So they provide public telephone network connectivity to large enterprise and large telecommunication operators. So they run, for example, the voice services for actually the third largest wireless operator in the United States. And as people started to work from home, the need to communicate from environments with background noise increased considerably. And what IntelliQuint did was they used advanced artificial intelligence and machine learning services from AWS to eliminate that background noise from these public telephone network conversations, therefore improving fidelity and comprehensibility, which therefore improved agent productivity and employee productivity for their enterprise customers. Yeah, and created a differentiated product in an area where people think is dead and not growing. Correct. Super awesome. So I guess with that, let's go into ways telcos can use Chime. Mm -hmm. I think most telcos spend around 7% of their revenue on their call center. We've talked to other telco execs where they can bring that down to 1% if you start to automate and do some cool things to really enhance the customer experience. And so how could a telco use the Chime SDK with the call center example? Sure. So let's start with how telecommunication operators can use Chime to reinvent their customer experience. We've all had to call wireless operators, cable operators for service, for help, for account and billing questions. And frankly, it's not a fun experience. And it's an area that most operators need to differentiate in is how do they improve the customer experience, the self-help, the ability to have a good conversation with an agent to gauge customer sentiment and put the right proposition in front of those customers and also ways to increase average revenue. And the tricky part is if you're a large cable operator, or in my case, I work with a customer who's one of the largest wireless operators in the United States right now, and they've got an existing investment in a call center platform. They've already got massive investments in billing platforms and back office platforms and CRM platforms. And The thought of going and ripping that out and putting in a cloud native contact center, it honestly scares them, Mm -hmm. but they still need to add capabilities to that contact center, whether it's video, self-help. The sentiment you you were talking about. Yeah, Yeah. Asian assistance. So you can provide real-time suggestions to an agent as to what to suggest to customers. And we're producing a blog which presents how a operator, for example, could take an existing call center that's perhaps built on Cisco or Genesis, or maybe they built it on their own and Mm. integrate it using the Amazon Chime SDK to capture audio, to transcribe that audio, use Comprehend to gauge sentiment, 
from that audio that's coming from the customer and then use a variety of other AWS services such as Kendra to find related content and knowledge bases and present mm -hmm. suggestions to agents about what to cross-sell, how to handle a complicated customer scenario, how to, how to handle an escalating customer. Yeah. Exactly, how to troubleshoot a problem. A lot of call center managers and customer service officers within telcos would look at that as, that allows me to reduce average handle time or average wait time or things of that nature within my call center. But it's actually about improving the customer experience. It's about providing really targeted content that makes sense for the actual customer who's calling in and relevant content that's relevant to that particular customer. And so that's just a way to use artificial intelligence and machine learning from AWS. Again, things that AWS specializes in to improve the customer experience, which is a primary focal point for a telecommunication operator. Yeah, no, I talk about it a lot, certainly with my company, Tatogi. I mean, this is the future that we imagine for telcos. The experience of calling into your telco, having to go through their scripts and starting at level zero and proving to them that you really do need help. It's this frustrating experience. And I think everyone I know's parents call them for help with their telco issues. They don't call the mm -hmm. telco company, right? And mm -hmm. there are tools out there, really great chatbots that can help get you to an answer faster if it's a simple problem. But then also kind of the things you're talking about, proactively text messaging that, hey, we know there's an outage in your area. We're sending our engineers to go fix it. So you highlight a lot of problems with telco. There's a ton of legacy systems and they don't necessarily want to rip and replace them, but they do want these new ideas and they want to experiment with them. And I think that's where those APIs and your SDK and just Amazon in general really come together. You don't have to totally replace everything and you can get going with these new ideas. That's absolutely correct. And if you think about it from a telecommunication operator perspective, the thought of deprecating those assets and those capital assets scares the living daylights out of them. So yeah. that is where AWS is super useful is because through these APIs, through standards compliant interfaces, for example, to capture the audio off of this call center platform, we use SIP. It's a standards-based, integration that almost every telecommunications yep. voice operator is very familiar, familiar with, with yeah. and they know how to manipulate it and work with it. And no, they don't have to deprecate an asset they've acquired. So that's definitely one of the types of workloads that we work with telecommunication operators on. But the second way is actually to also create differentiated features and new capabilities a telecommunications operator can extend to their enterprise customer. And you asked me about IntelliQuint yeah. and IntelliQuint basically created a new capability on their voice network. And IntelliQuint has a problem. They're used to basically selling voice services, which have become a commodity over the years. And in the eyes of many customers, it's a race to zero. It's yeah. how cheap or how cost effective can I get this voice capability? And for IntelliQuint, a race to zero is not a very compelling business model, yeah. right? They want to, um, they, they want to. I don't think that's an insight. Not at all. Yeah, that's not an insight, but, uh, you know, it, it's amazing how a lot of telecommunication operators, that's actually why they feel like customer service is the only place they can differentiate, right? And I actually disagree with that. I think that, especially with machine learning and artificial intelligence, there are new ways to add value, especially value that's powered by Amazon Web Services, for example, to create differentiated offerings that take something that's 
kind of old and chromudgy like enterprise voice and make it reinvented and added capabilities to that underlying service. So in the case of IntelliQuint, what they did was they used some of our machine learning capabilities to improve the quality of an audio signal, yeah. to eliminate background noise, to remove the barking dogs behind call center agent working at home. You might've heard my puppies a couple minutes ago. So I do apologize for that, but yeah. you're working from home now because of COVID and you might be a call center agent working for a car dealership, for example, and you're trying to answer calls and your dogs are barking in the background and your customers can't hear you. So what IntelliQuint did was they took voice processing and audio processing capabilities that are available in the Amazon Chime SDK and integrated into their core voice network, which made it very easy for a enterprise customer to purchase telecommunication voice services that have an increased level of fidelity, comprehensibility, and make it easy for those enterprise customers to hear their customers. And yeah. in their case, they made it as easy as buying a telephone number. Basically, you can go to IntelliQuint today, purchase a phone number, and it has these inbuilt artificial intelligence and machine learning capabilities from AWS built into the phone number. So it's the same business model, it's what they're cool. used to selling. And yeah. They didn't have to completely change their entire business model. It's still the same business model. It just no, it's a killer feature. Additional, yeah, exactly. It's a killer, it's a killer feature, feature on an old thing, which is voice. But you know, the world has changed. I mean, after yeah, COVID, exactly. people, at least in the United States, are like basically rioting. They don't want to go back to the office. They want to be able to live anywhere. And so, a lot of Correct. companies are being forced to support remote workers, and they're not buying office space everywhere. And so, that controlled environment, that quiet environment isn't necessarily a given. And yeah, I mean, people have doorbells or kids or dogs or whatever it might be. And so it's like this new way, which never was really important before, but now it is because the world has changed. So Correct. that's super killer. And I think it's a really good example with telcos who worry about becoming a dumb pipe and they worry yes. about all the over the top vendors and everyone else is eating away at their ARPU and they don't know what mm -hmm. to do. And you mentioned something a couple minutes ago, which is the thing that telcos have is they own the relationship with the subscriber. They know everything that people are doing on their networks and they can start to couple it, hopefully in a non-creepy way, with AWS services like machine learning and artificial intelligence or the sentiment analysis and all these great things that AWS comes out with, couple it and like make the relationship with the subscriber. But I don't feel like I have a relationship with my telco. I really don't. I don't feel like they know mm -hmm. me. I don't feel like they mm -hmm. constantly protecting the relationship. And they aren't mm -hmm. like, hey, DR, we know that you're a big traveler. And when you call in, they know that I'm like a high ARPU person. And so they funnel me to like the ambassador team and roll out the red carpet. They don't do that at all. They're just like, eh, mm -hmm. you know, I left a telco earlier this year. They're like, you're leaving. No one tried to stop me from leaving. And I'm like, that's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So I think you're totally right. We're talking about Chime, but I think it's this bigger idea of looking at things in new ways and being willing to experiment and change. I think that's super exciting. Absolutely right. One of the things that AWS makes accessible to telecommunication operators of all size is we make it easy for these customers and these partners to access services that used to be high CapEx, high cost, high license on-premises yeah. style deployments. So if you talk to call center managers, they'll add a telecommunications operator, they'll tell you, oh, we used to be able to do this all the time. We bought a platform from Nice or Verant or one of the various other providers of call recording services and speech analytics and things of that nature. 
but the, the thing about it is, is those platforms were super expensive to implement. They came with massive license fees. Long implementation cycles. Yeah. Long implementation cycles. And, you know, you mentioned to me once about how Amdocs, for example, what they used to do in the billing space and how that's not very agile and not very effective for telecommunication operators from a back office perspective. Similarly, when it comes to things like recording call center audio and providing speech analytics and providing insights into sentiment and suggestions on how to better handle a customer relationship, AWS now has capabilities that are available that are pay-as-you-go, not capital expense-based, you know, asset acquisition stories come with APIs. And these APIs are very accessible. You just need to know some Python. Yeah. If you want to use some of our APIs, it's not like you it's have easy to, be, to experiment. Um, people can start trying exactly. it and then it's not exactly. millions, millions of dollars and months and months and months, but rather minutes. You're like, I got it up and running. I tested on my phone. I tested it with my buddy next door. It totally worked. Exactly. Let's start blowing it out. And this is how the world is changing. And certainly what I'm doing with the Togi is that trying to jump on that idea of pay as you go, usage-based pricing, easy to experiment really reduce the friction to experiment with new ideas. And I'm trying to get the telco industry, right? That's all I do all day is jump up and down and say, just give it a try. Just start playing with it. And you're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. So mm-hmm. this was awesome. Sid, I was looking at your bio and uh-huh. when we were getting ready for our talk today. And uh-huh. we were just talking about like experimenting and playing with programming. And I noticed that you taught yourself how to program when you were eight years old. So tell me a little bit about that story. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is on my Amazon bio, actually. <laughs> You're like, how did you know that <laughs> about me? Yeah, well, actually, I did teach myself how to write software. I was completely self-taught. When I was a young kid, I actually grew up in an environment where, for a lot of reasons, I didn't have a ton of friends. And yeah. the computer was my kind of Your one pal. of my best friends. <laughs> my pal, exactly. And my sister was in high school and she came back home one day with uh, an introduction to the C programming language oh. by Kronigan and Ritchie. And yeah, famous book. It was a famous book. And my dad, who worked at Purdue University, had lent me his credentials so yeah. I could log in via, at that time, it was Kermit. Yeah. I could dial up to yeah. the university computing center and get a basically a Unix login mm-hmm. with a C compiler Terminal, there. Yeah. And I was able to effectively start writing C code. And it was fascinating. And I ended up going to university very early in my life. Yeah. And when I was 14 years old, I was working in India for a company called Infosys. You yeah, probably have heard sure. of them. And I got to start writing software for the DMS 100. And just seeing phone calls work and the ability to influence how that phone worked just by writing code. I was in an impressionable age and yeah. that's how I got involved in the communications that's industry. Awesome. And from there on out, I rest kind history. of stuck. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> stuck. And so now I'm about to turn 41. So yeah. I guess 27 years later, I'm still, still writing call it. processing code, you know, <laughs> after all these years. You know? Well, I have 10 years on you. I just turned 51 about, I guess, almost a month ago. For the and record, I did not ask no, you. No, you did it. Age, you did so it. I, I volunteered I it. <laughs> so I too, right, I have a computer science uh-huh. degree from Stanford, but similar mm-hmm. to you, taught myself how to program. Now, 10 years before you, people didn't have logins 
and have access to those kinds of systems. But when I was around nine years old, so this would have been about 1979, mm-hmm. my dad bought an Apple II Plus. Uh-huh. And we were like the only people in my neighborhood by far. And I, my dad programmed with punch cards on an IBM mainframe, mm-hmm. I think. But he bought this PC, but you couldn't really do that much with it. There weren't really games, but I kept turning it on and there was like this flashing cursor and I would like read random manuals and I figured out how to program in basic. And mm-hmm. so what I would do, I mean, I was like a little girl, right? I was like nine. I would program with print statements and like for loops, very basic and like print out little mm-hmm. signs like stay out, you know, Danielle's room. Mm-hmm. And that's how I sort of started programming. And I have two aunts that have computer science degrees, which is kind of rare in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then ended up, I graduated in 93 and I have a computer science degree. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Sid, it was super awesome to have you on the podcast talking to us about Chime and all the things telcos can do to experiment. And so I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on the program and let me know how I can help in any way and how AWS can help. Perfect. Thank you. Stick around because we're ending each podcast with a Telco in 20 takeaway. I have 20 seconds to tell you something you need to know. The rise of API first, API only systems like Tatogi's API platform has got to be Amdocs' worst nightmare, but it is happening. In 2021, I talked to three major telco groups that are done with the monolithic, closed, consulting-dependent models of the past. From creating APIs for network connectivity, to building their own APIs for all internal systems, to even creating a new senior role, head of APIs, telcos want to move faster, do it cheaper, and start to compete head-on with the tech companies. I think this is a great start, but to take it to the next level, you need to use your APIs alongside the services of the public cloud. AWS has more than 200 services you can add to whatever you're building. Like Sid mentioned, you can not only use AWS Chime, but also combine it with sentiment analysis, automatic voice transcription, AI. What's so great is that you can easily build your applications with these services in minutes. But even better, AWS continues to innovate and grow their catalog of offerings. It's almost like, wait for it, the nearly 60,000 programmers at AWS become an extension of your IT team. That's what I mean by standing on the shoulders of giants. That's the power of the public cloud. And that's the power of the Telco and 20 podcast. Dropping knowledge bombs that you'd have to pay thousands of dollars to McKinsey for, wrapped up nicely in 20-minute episodes. And if you want more knowledge in 2022, call or text me at 925-TELCO-DR. Share our podcast with your colleagues, and if you liked what you heard, leave us a review. If you're a telco leader making your move to the public cloud, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Let's connect on LinkedIn and on Twitter at TelcoDR, and sign up for our awesome email newsletter on telcodr.com. Later, nerds! (laughs) 